When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcasts from Pitchels.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is July 27th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No. Get out of here. You got to get PL Plus. And this is just for PL Plus members. So thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Uh, Carlos Rodon was my lead yesterday. Six innings pitch, five and runs, three hits, two walks, 10 Ks. I just wanted to say, look, he allowed five and runs. I know that he's... I uh, allowed some rougher starts. Three and last uh, five games have come with at least four and runs. Everything's fine with the Rodon. It was two home runs they allowed, and that tallied all of it. Bad luck in this way. So it goes. Uh, Keegan Thompson went against the Pirates. Seven innings, zero runs, four zero walks, and seven Ks. Actually, this morning on Twitch, I went over the first three innings and watched it um, with everybody. I uh, I think this is a blame it on the Pirates. I don't think that Keegan Thompson pitched all that great. I mean, a lot of mistakes that the Pirates just did not take advantage of. I mean, O'Neill Cruz... He's got an 0-1 fastball right down the middle that just he, he didn't crush nearly as he should have. I mean, there are a lot of situations like that. Got away with a lot. Keegan Thompson, I'm glad that it worked. Uh, maybe it's this is more of an indication of, say, Braxton Garrett doing well. And now Keegan Thompson, just blame it on the Pirates and really be streaming with that. But Keegan Thompson isn't an add to me in 12-teamers. Um, Jose Suarez isn't either. 5.1 innings, 0 runs, 3 hits, 1 walk for 3Ks. Maybe as an AL-only play against the Athletics next. I don't really want to do it in a standard 12-teamer. Kopech survived cores, oddly enough, despite a 94.6-mile-per-hour heater and only 47% strikes on his breakers. Nine base runners, though, and, and zero in runs and 5.1 innings. I'm really just... Uh, we're in such a bad place, but maybe he's okay on Monday against the, the Royals. I think you're okay starting him for that, but that still can be very rough because it's Kopech. We just don't know where he's at. I think the knee injury is still affecting him. George Kirby uh, went against the Rangers, only 351 pitches, but made the most out of it. Five innings, four Ks, one walk, two hits, and zero earned runs. Really nice to see that. He gets the Astros next, and it'll be on a limited pitch count. Still, no thanks, but I think by the time he gets the Angels after that, everything should be okay for George Kirby. Pablo Lopez, wonderful. Seven innings, one earned run, two hits, zero walks, and 11 strikeouts. Ace is going to ace against the Reds. 54% CSW on his curveball is amazing. Change up at a 41% itself. 41% for everything across the board, and you can blame someone else for getting the golden goal instead of Pablo Lopez here. But I I wonder if he gets dealt. The Marlins are saying everybody's on the table except Sandy Alcantara. I think that it is a seller's market for pitchers right now, and with a lot of teams competitive and having holes, I I would be surprised. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, is what I should say, if Pablo is dealt. But it, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion. We've been talking about it for ages. I think Marlins could really uh, get something wonderful for it, especially if uh, Castillo um, gets dealt and another team is desperate for something. Um, Herman Marquez against the White Sox in cores. Six innings, one to run, seven hits, one walk, six Ks. And you're thinking, huh, 18 whiffs. The curveball was nice. Eight whiffs on that one. Is it time to pick up Marquez? Not really. He has the Dodgers next, so we're definitely not doing that. And he's still in this good start. Had a 133 whip. Don't Just don't do Marquez, guys. Don't do it. Spencer Strider against the Phillies. 80% four-seamers at 73% strikes, I think, is everything you need to know. Six innings, wired run, three hits, one walk, four, six Ks. As long as Strider gets strikes, he's great. His stuff is just that good. 
Uh, Angel Zerpa uh, went four innings, one in runs, four hits, one walk, and just one strikeout, 59 pitches. I mean, you don't do this. Even though this is Angels, great, cool. You don't want to start me. Pitches for the Royals, in case you didn't know. Don't do this. Um, but uh, Michael Clevenger went against the Tigers, seven innings, two in runs, six hits, one walk, and five Ks. Good. He did what he was supposed to do against the Tigers for the most part, but Slider just went two for 18 whiffs. Lossy fell a full tick to 93 and change. This isn't the Clevenger we're wanting to see. He does get Rocky Road next, so you're going to keep starting him, but I want to get excited about Clevenger again. I'm not quite there. Shane McClanahan, ace is going to ace. Golden goal against the, the Orioles. His change up 114 over eight, 28 whiffs, which is insane. 50% swing strike rate. He is my Cy Young pick. I mean, it's pretty clear at this point. Um, yeah. Him versus Burns is a very interesting debate. I... I hope it's McClanahan at the end of the year. <laughs> I hope he deserved it. And I'm just doing burns for safety. But boy, is McClanahan good. Uh, I, I I also went over him this morning. Watch that YouTube video later today. Uh, Hunter Green against the Marlins. 6.1 innings, 2 and runs, 9 hits, 1 walk in, 6 cases. A cherry bomb. And this was, I guess, good. But also not. Because 10 base runners. Uh, nice to see 100 plus on the fastball sitting that. 100.3. And he had slider whiffs at 11 for 46, but he's a cherry bum. Um, I think, I think this is more of the sweet side. 200 runs in 6Ks, I think, outweighs the 10 base runners in 6.1 innings. Can you do it again next time? Sure. But I'm anxious about that floor considering he's still very hittable, clearly. Uh, Frankie Montes went against the Astros and as predicted, he had a lower pitch count, but it was 78 pitches as opposed to like 70. Five innings, 200 runs, nice, but 10 base runners is terrible. Only four strikeouts. You gotta win, I guess, but zero for 19 CSW on the sinker is just, oh boy. Um, yeah, he's probably not going to be in an athletics uniform by next start. 70 pitches pretty much says, like, yeah, you can go 85-90 next time. And he's good enough. I mean, he got a win against the Astros, after all. So, uh, I'm very curious where he lands. Uh, anything is going to be better, I think, for Montes. But no, Oakland Coliseum, yeah, win chances, guys. Huge deal. Uh, Dane Dunning against the Mariners. Five innings, two runs, four hits, three walks, and five Ks. Honestly, I think he pitched pretty well here. And he does get the Angels next. Uh, that could work. That could work for a desperate Sunday this weekend. Mitch White against the Angels. I th- uh, not the Angels, the Nationals. I think this might be the last time we see him. Uh, six innings, 200 runs, nine hits, zero walks, and four Ks. Andrew Heaney comes back today. And then you, the Dodgers might even get someone at the, at the deadline for depth. So it's, uh, you know, all right, Mitch, it's been a, it's, <laughs> it's been maybe fun-ish. The fastball's just not good enough. Tyler Gilbert, don't really care. Brian Shaw went. Okay, I made a misborn pun, if you guys are into that, uh, in the roundup. 50 pitches, like it's a bullpen game. Bryce Wilson, sure, he got a poor quality start, and that's a good thing, so congrats. Tywin Walker went against the Yankees, had a poor quality start, six innings, three and runs. Seven minutes, one walk in three Ks. Against the Yankees, honestly, not so bad. He'll get the Nationals next. That's cool. Jose Barrios did not take advantage of the Cardinals as I would want him to. He was one out away from a very poor quality start. 5.2 innings, three and runs, seven minutes, two walks, and seven strikeouts are cool, but the Cardinals are missing out on Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Come on. You get the Tigers next. Okay, you should do well there too, but... Get it together, buddy. You know, I've been calling you the great undulator this year and leaning into that. Uh, you got to undulate better. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Josiah Gray against the Dodgers. Honestly, not so bad for facing a really tough offense. Uh, curves land for strikes. Sliders got whiffs. Four seamers got some whiffs in here. Five innings, three and runs. Five hits, two walks. Six Ks could be a lot worse. Uh, I guess the Mets next, and it's still tough. But 
I do wonder if this is going to be a good August, September for Josiah Gray. It feels like he's trending in the right direction. Uh, Spencer Watkins was a very reluctant streaming pick of the day as he was in a do not start tier against the Rays. 5.1 innings, 3 runs, 10 hits, 0 walks, 4 Ks. Wah, wah. They smacked around his heater. Yeah, he gets the Reds on Sunday. I don't really think I wanted to go for it. Garrett Hill, no thank you. Andre Palante, absolutely not against the Jays, of course not. Ethan Small came up against the Twins. Duh, not going to work out. Uh, I want to see him actually do it before we're interested. Luis Garcia was a, very much a disappointment against the Athletics. 5.2 innings, zero, 4 in runs, 4 hits, 4 walks, and 7 Ks. Against the Athletics, I thought you were going to turn a corner here. Your fastball was worse. Uh, down a tick, your, your cutter was fine, but there wasn't much else. I wonder if this is the fatigue that we saw last year starting to kick in at the end of July. I sure hope not. I think he's okay to start against the Red Sox this weekend. Jordan Montgomery... Got pulled in the third inning, 2.1 is 2.1 innings, four and runs, five hits, one walk, and three Ks against the Mets. And I just made him the featured pitcher of the roundup last week. Um, he'll be fine. He gets the Royals next. Uh, Aaron Nola, very disappointing. All high CSW marks and all the good stuff. And he just you had a bad inning and it just didn't work out. Six innings, five and runs, seven hits, one walk, seven Ks. I mean, it really wasn't a bad inning. I think it was two, one, and two across three different innings for earned runs. He deserves better. I mean, he pitches well enough, and it just things don't go his way. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Aaron Nola is still great. Uh, Dylan Bundy, I, yeah, I guess he's the thing. Don't start him. Josh McCountsey was coming back from the COVID IL, and uh, we didn't really expect this to go well, and it didn't. So don't rule it out later on, but um, yeah, not right now. <laughs> That's that. Uh, looking forward to today. If you want to go over today and tomorrow, um, definitely check out the article I have on the site or listen to yesterday's podcast. It's exactly the same. As yesterday, nothing has changed. It's such a rarity. Brad Keller is the uh, stream pick of the day against the Angels. I think that's going to work out okay. I'm okay starting Braxton Garrett against Cincinnati. But, I mean, I think it was kind of interesting seeing how good Thompson was. It's a reminder of how bad the Pirates are. So it does make me actually a little bit lower on Garrett than usual than I was before. But still, same spot in the rankings. But yeah, check check those out. You don't really need me for for that. It's the same stuff as yesterday. All right, it's buy and sell for Wednesday. Um, so I'm just going to kind of look and see if there's anyone that I am leaning more toward than the, I think the market is, uh, or leaning away from. And I mean, it's all the same characters. I think at this point, uh, you know, the, the Tobies that I see at high roster ship rates of Michaelis and, and Perez and all that kind of stuff. Um, I am interested in wondering, you know, I've heard a lot of conversations about IL guys like Lance McCullers and Gonsolin and McGill and Soroka and Bueller. Um, I think the most interesting one is McCullers at the at this moment. They'll want to get him significant innings in September to gear him up for the playoffs. Um, Soroka is an interesting one too. I think Bueller's going to be a little bit more uh, conservative. I think they're going to be very cautious with that long term. Well, McCullers is just like, hey, dude, we need you. <laughs> get in here. Um, McGill, we might see kind of late too. Um, but those guys are all kind of interesting for September. I just want to make, you know, speak some caution to over investing in those injured guys because when you're in your fantasy playoffs, you're likely not going to have the last week of the season and you might not get anything out of it. And what you're doing is you're wasting a good August that'll put you in a better position for the playoffs. You might even just not have a, you know, put yourself in a position to get a guy in August that could actually help you in September. So don't overextend for those injured guys is what I'm trying to say. I, you know, even like Chris Sale, I, I don't really feel as if I should be sacrificing a roster spot for these injured guys right now. Uh, so don't overextend there. 
That's the biggest buy sell I think I can give you today. I'm selling on Eovaldi's lower velocity. Um, that, that's a huge one, absolutely, for me. Um, and let's see here. Is there anyone else that I, I, I really want to lean on? Derek Skubal is kind of interesting at the moment uh, to go after. I'm curious if the Tigers do sell him. It is a lot of years. And I did acknowledge that on the podcast last night for the, uh, the Nick and Alex baseball show. Um, but I, but yeah, it's a, maybe Ranger Suarez, this might be the time to get back in because he just had his changeup whiffs. I like his new cutter and he has a decent schedule in the short term. Um, something definitely to consider there. Um, I'm selling on Pavetta. I mean, you guys know that. Um, all those guys, Alex Wood for the start against the Cubs, sure, but not really buying long term here. I'm definitely selling Ian Anderson, how he's 60% rostered. Same with Rasmus at 69. I imagine it's just because guys have given up on leagues at this point. I'm selling on Eric Lauer. I think it's just too much of a cherry bomb. I mean, he's going to have some sweet starts, but it's just a lot of volatility. I am intrigued about Josiah Gray um, for the second half, as I mentioned. Nick Lodolo, Reed Detmers. I want to get in on all of those. Braxton Garrett a little bit. Uh, Aaron Ashby had broke down the other day. Um, you know, Definitely check out that YouTube video. All of the entire start that he pitched on Monday. I don't think that this is going to be the two months. And you might actually be able to sell a little bit high on Aaron Ashby. I know it sounds kind of crazy given how much love I've given him, but I think there's still command issues to iron out, and that was just Rocky Road being Rocky Road, and not necessarily Aaron Ashby having his command. But I see 90% rostered, so that's okay. It's a buy because he's just out on your waiver wire. You say Kikuchi, I'm selling at 25% rostered. Um, but I, I mean, Dustin May is another one in that conversation of the IL stuff. Again, not I prefer him, I think, a little bit more because they're like, hey, you haven't pitched in a while, we want to get you going. But still not really someone that I'm jumping for. Luzardo's a bit more interesting because it's shorter. It's, it should happen in the next two weeks, um, if not next week, uh, for Jesus Luzardo. So I would be in on that one more so because that's not a September return. That's really, really soon. Um, so you'll be able to, that, you know, that's essentially the guys that you would be getting instead of holding out for September. Um, otherwise, I don't really see too much, um, to go after, uh, later on here. I mean, Reed Demers, 14% roster, I think is such a criminal thing. Absolutely. I imagine in the leagues that you guys are still listening to this, he's already snatched up. Likely by you, because you're a wise, um, crafty manager in fantasy. But otherwise, I'm looking at the lower, really low rostered guys and seeing if there's anyone sneaky, uh, that might be able to help down the stretch. I mean, when Daniel Lynch comes back, just be watching that. Paulo Espino's pitch counts. Maybe there is some streams for that one. Uh, but not really too much at this point. We normally get a little bit of a lull, and in the next week or two, there are more intriguing uh, streams to be had, as guys have given up more, and it's easier to jump on some nice matchups and for guys that were bad early and but have improved lately. So definitely go check that out. Of course, on the site, Cutter Crawford could be one of them. Um, I think I have him as a stream pick later this week. That could work out for for Crawford and steal a win for the Red Sox and your fantasy teams. But that's about it for today. I'm not really seeing too much that is intriguing. I mean, it's just the young guys. And guys, I might be actually getting the opportunities at Nick Lodolo, right? Um, you should be jumping on those. But all right, that's going to do it for today. So thank you all so much for supporting what we do. And my name is Nick Pollock. May your babs be low and your strikeouts high.